Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources, and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. Welcome to the Ransomed Heart Podcast. <laughs> Are we rolling? I had a fascinating conversation with Stacy two nights ago. The family was together. Uh, Blaine and Luke were home for spring break, and Sam and his new wife, Susie, were over for dinner and were just enjoying one another, laughing, talking around the table, and and somehow we got into the conversation of over the years, what's really changed your life? And Stacy said something that just felt like it was from God in terms of it was surprising, but it seemed true to the scriptures, true to reality. She said, you know, obviously I've been changed by a lot of books. I've been to a number of conferences that were very powerful you know, sermons that I've heard in church over the years, huge. She said, but when I stop and think about what's really changed my life over the years, she said, I think I would probably name a handful of people and their impact in my life one-on-one over time, people Hmm. and their impact in my life. And it actually surprised me for a second because you'd think, oh, come on, you know, that's so ordinary. That's that's so, you know, kind of pedestrian, so day-to-day, like mm-hmm. where's the big shaboom stuff? You know, it's the, the mighty move of God, the, you know, descending of the Spirit of God upon you in a church service or something like that. Yeah, the revival of O2. <laughs> exactly. Right. I mean – I'm sorry to say I tend to think in those categories. I want to think bigger impact, bigger shabam, you know. And she was saying, no, actually, it was people. Hmm. It was, you know, and only really a handful, you know, half a dozen, a dozen yeah. people in the course of her life that have really brought the substantial change. And friends, we're continuing on here with a series on relationships. And one of the things I wanted to just pause and point out was – the hopefulness of that, the power of that. Are you aware that your life in the context of relationship is one of the most powerful agents of God in the world? Yeah. Yeah. I think if you ask the question, what have been the best events or times in your life as well? Mm. It would probably most cases involves people, John. Yeah, that's good. We are so relational and geared towards it yeah, and for it. Yeah, that's really good. And as I was thinking about what Stace said, then I thought about Christ and simply the way he chose to go about ministry. I'm going to invest deeply into these 12 guys and they're going to go change the world. You know, it's not – we're in such a bigger is better culture You know, it's the stadium events. It's the CD that sells 5 million copies, goes platinum. It's the, you know, it's the big stuff. It's the person who's got the television show. It's Oprah. It's, you know, that's what impacts the world. And I think we just want to offer on a hopeful note that, friends, it's your life. It's the way you relate. It is the power 
of your presence Mm -hmm. and your heart, Mm -hmm. your walk with God, the presence of Christ in you, impacting another human being. Mm -hmm. So, Craig, I want to go a different direction. Um, We've kind of been talking about, you know, sloppy relationship styles, different styles of relating, um, forgiveness. I just kind of want to go down to just sort of ordinary living. You are having dinner with Chuck and Joanne, two random names, not people that we know. You know, you're having dinner with Chuck and Joanne, and you know that's coming up. What are you thinking? What's your posture? What are the categories that you're in as you go into that dinner? Yeah. Well, it seems like there's one of two postures. I mean, I'm thinking of a dinner with um, actually uh, Bill and Kathy. Uh, you know, the story is I just remember Lori set it up and I'm just dreading it. Oh, you're kidding. Potentially three hours with these people. I mean, it's just so <laughs> boring. We're going to hear the story of A, X, Y, and Z and, and there's just no life. This is draining. So there's always those Bill and Kathy's in our life. And I remember distinctively just being alone for a moment after griping and complaining and in an odd moment turning to God and say, Lord, what should my posture be Hmm. with this couple? I really don't feel emotionally Hmm. connected to or nor do I want to spend time with. And Jesus just very simply without condemnation or shame just said, Craig, just love them. Just love them. I'm not asking for anything more than that. Mm. And it was like, bam, that just changed the whole thought of the evening is, mm. oh, this is an opportunity to love versus I think my basic orientation with relationships, John, is to get something, to mm. receive mm-hmm. or to, to go easy or well. So there's those times where I catch myself kind of out of the kingdom, out of the spirit, just out, just detached from Living and living right. well. Yep. Yeah, I'm just going to endure this. Yeah. Just get through this yes. family function. Just get through the hellos in the lobby after church. Just get through it. Versus, no, like I can come into this with a posture of, I got an opportunity to have an impact here. Yeah. And, that relationships matter and that these little encounters, it may not be a revival, it may not be life changing dinner, sitting at the little table in the Mexican restaurant, but my life can have an impact. Christ can work through me. And that's huge. When I'm in Christ, Christ in me, I think I'm living well. Um, What goes on is something inside of me that um, it would probably best be described as kind of a switch that just kind of clicks of just looking to God and saying, Lord, I wonder what you have for this encounter. It's mm-hmm. different than just me talking to someone in the market. Mm-hmm. This is formal. We're going to meet. We're going to talk. There's something in me that kind of clicks to, Jesus, what do you want to do? Mm. Um, what might this evening or afternoon or cup of tea or coffee or a beer mean? Okay. So when you're in a good place – as you're describing, once you've repented of your cyn- <laughs> once you've repented of your cynicism, <laughs> what are the categories you're thinking in? What does it look like to have dinner with some people? Well, yeah, I'm thinking them. I want to hear their story. Mm-hmm. I'd love 
to put them first. I'd love to get caught up, not just on the um, light details, but they're first in my mind. How do I put them front and center in mm-hmm. some way? Mm-hmm. And what are you watching for? What are you listening for? Is they're telling their story, catching you up, you know, getting kids off to soccer and, and you know. Yeah, there's probably just, a certain amount of just that light preliminary stuff. But then there's either a cue or sometimes it may even feel like there's just a pause and a moment and you just simply say, so, you know, Bill, how are you doing? I mean, if I know some of their story, if you know anyone's story, you know they're going through stuff. Yes. How are you doing with that? I've thought of you. I can't help but wonder what you're going through with your mother-in-law or with the school or with your kids. They're teenagers now. You Mm. just – what you want to hear is their heart. Mm. Mm. That's where you want to get. Right, right. And what are you looking for as they begin to share their heart? So Bill says, well, frankly, I'm not doing that great. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what are you watching for? Kind of where are you looking for the opportunity to move into their world? Yeah, see, you know, what I'm looking for is to get to the heart, which is usually desire, longing, hopes. Mm. And if you're getting close to that, you're probably hitting disappointment or heartache or anxiety mm. or celebration, Mm -hmm. joy, Mm -hmm. deep gratefulness. Right. Um, I'm looking for some hint of either struggle or deep, profound gratitude, joy, Mm. surrender. Mm. And friends, I just have to pause and say, do you know what a gift it is to simply be heard? Yes. Just to be heard. You know, yes, there may come an opportunity to pray for them. Yes, there may come an opportunity to, you know, bring a truth into their life or, you know, something more specific that feels a little bit more like, quote, ministry. But friends, like, just what a gift to have someone ask you, how are you doing? And wait long enough to hear the answer. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Um, Irving Yalom is an existential uh, psychologist, not a believer, though I really wish he he was. I think he, I'm not sure if he's still alive, but phenomenal writer and, um, Really, really great therapist. And one of the things that Yalom used to say is, it's the relationship that heals. It's the relationship that heals. This is what he would drive home to his students, you know, that um, whatever technique you may know, whatever, you know, kind of tools you have to, oh, that sounds like an agreement. Let's break agreements. And, And it's good to bring what you've learned and experienced. Wow, that sounds like warfare. Let's deal with that. Or, you know, that sounds like some brokenness. Let's pray for that. Yes, but the hopeful idea here is it's the relationship that heals. To simply have someone sit with you and ask you how you're doing, listen in a caring way. I mean, that's just, that is healing. And you touched on this, John, but to stay with the person, you know, versus, oh, we're having a tough time with our kids. It's so easy to go to, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you about our kids and the tough time we're having. Kind of to match them versus, Mm -hmm. no, keep it on them. Mm -hmm. Keep it on them. Mm -hmm. Say more about that. Oh, I'm embarrassed. I'm thinking of a recent dinner that we had, and I'm just embarrassed. of. I'm watching my internal world, and I'm I'm wanting to be asked a question. Yes. (laughs) So, 
Yes, love looks like, okay, that may happen, but I may not be asked a question. Stay with them. You know, if they've begun to open up and they're talking about their life, I think that the worst thing we can do in relationship is to quickly check out, change the subject, offer a few, you know, trite cliches. Well, you know, God's with you in that. Yeah. And one of the things I think we're hitting on here is why is it we're so um, – I'm just thinking that there's so many times I just kind of dismiss going deeper with someone because it's not appropriate at a dinner table or a restaurant or or something. Yeah. But I'm thinking some of our times, John, we're in the middle of dinner and then you're up laying hands on Lori, binding some <laughs> evil spirit. And right. it's like we kind of just define intimacy and profound and true and real kingdom relationships as some other context or environment or the place of, for a pastor or counselor versus right here, right now in the middle of Starbucks coffee. Yep. Right here, right now. Yeah. And friends, I think the more that you get a taste of this, the taste of being present to someone, going after their heart, listening, offering, I mean, oh my goodness, it actually is intoxicating when you realize, whoa, like one, I don't have to live at a superficial level. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't have to relate at a superficial level. Like I can move deeper. Mm -hmm. And then to see the power of that, it's exhilarating. You find yourself wanting more. You walk away from a dinner like that going, wow, that was so good. I I want more of that. Yes. Yeah. John, let me throw it back to you. So you're out to dinner with Bill and Kathy. I mean, what do you look for? Kind of in your words, going into an evening, what do uh, What's the lens you see the evening or the Bill and Kathy mm-hmm. through? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm listening for the heart. I'm listening for, um, yeah, you bet. I mean, laughter and chit-chat, yes. and all that's appropriate. Everything doesn't have to be heavy and, you know, real and deep. But at some point, I am. I'm looking for, bottom line for me, I'm looking for where they're getting taken out. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm coming at the posture of, here are some people that are in the midst of a great battle. Mm-hmm. What was Theophan the recluse, the uh, Russian monk, said, be kind for everyone you know is facing a great battle. Yeah. I go in with that posture. That's a given for me. And so I'm looking, I'm looking and I'm listening for where are they getting taken out in order to offer encouragement, compassion, love, or you bet, intervention, prayer, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm watching for that. That's one of the key categories for me. Where are they losing heart? Mm-hmm. I'm also curious, where's God working? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I know that that's kind of one of the basic ideas of those who kind of take spiritual director training is the idea of find where God's working in their life and go with that. You know, right. You're looking for where is God working, helping them to see where is God working? So that's that's the other thing I'm curious about. I'm kind of watching, listening, going, huh, I wonder what Jesus is up to here. Yeah. Yeah. And good of you to point out that, yes, laughter and stuff. This isn't like you're – it's a therapy session when you're just <laughs> no. meeting with people. Nope. But what we're trying to describe is kind of a – it's almost an unconscious lens and category in which we live and laugh and relate and swap stories and joke and you know, order chicken wings. But there's some 
kind of paradigm by which we view people and how we relate to them. Just as we're talking about this, I realize that what it is, it's simply intentionality. Hmm. It's a good word. You know, it's simply the idea that Jesus could laugh and joke with people, and he did, by the way. He could be playful. He could be sarcastic. It's right there in the Gospels. He, you know, Christ had a wide breadth of emotional and relational capacity. You know, he could be serious, but not always. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I think what you see in Jesus is he's always intentional. It's not just coasting. It's not just kind of autopilot checked out. Got to get through this coffee. Got to get through this conversation in the hallway. Got to get through this family function. I think there's something, and it's fun, honestly, over the years, as I've begun to taste and experience, wow, like my presence can have an impact. You start looking for it. I'm thinking of a couple dear friends of ours who, you know, have no professional qualifications. They have no training. I don't even think they've been through any sort of even discipleship training in the local church. They're just people with good hearts who care about others, who've begun to kind of taste what it's like to pursue someone's heart. Mm. And they are, they're eager beavers. They go for it. Just every time I talk to them or get an email from them, it's some latest story of you're not going to believe. And honestly, this was the email last week. They had somebody come out to look at it was like some you know utilities guy, you know. And the email was you're not going to believe what happened to this utilities guy. They're just always looking for opportunities to engage mm-hmm. and go after people's hearts, and yeah. they're having an absolute ball doing it, and they're having this huge impact for the kingdom that's totally unseen, not big conference headline stuff. But it is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, John. I, you know, it's it's back to your your opening story about Stacy. You guys just talking about so what has changed your life over the years, and it's relational. Just the beauty and the power of just the day to day interacting and relating. It's people. It's it others. It is. It is. It's people being present and pursuing. Our hearts. It's that. Mm. So our viewers are surrounded by people and friends and Bills and Kathy's they want to be with and don't care to be with. And our word to them is... Go for it. You have more power than you know in relationship. Offer presence. Yeah. Ask questions. Pursue the heart. It doesn't have to be wise counsel. It doesn't have to be phenomenal prayer. Just... Be present to people, really, and pursue them. Pursue their heart. Where are they getting taken out? Where is God working? What's happening? Friends, we hope you are enjoying this relational series. We sure are. And you've been listening to John Eldridge and Craig McConnell on the Ransomed Heart Podcast. We release these every Monday and look forward to you joining us next time.